Yes, good evening. Thank you and welcome to our weekly podcast. Once again, I'm Michael Samanyasuri and this is the NAM platform. And today we are going to dive right into some of the issues, political issues, economic issues that tend to be recurring um, in regards to Africa. And today we want to purposefully and focus, we want to purposefully focus on the idea of Afro communities, Afro unity, economic and uh, political placing in regard to Afro communities all over the world. Uh, so we shall begin from a background that is a little bit historic. Um, once again, I'm Michael Suvi, Samanya, your host. And I'm glad to have you and I'm glad that you're listening in wherever you're from or however you get the opportunity to listen to this link. Uh, feel free to follow us. We're on Spotify. Uh, look for NAM, the NAM platform. Uh, and be ready for every for weekly broadcasts. Thank you one more time. Uh, today, I want to address one of the most difficult things and uh, that is being african unity this is this has been a paradox for a long time reason being we've had many people speak about it but yet in actual practice it seems to be far-fetched and it seems to be a little bit of a fairy tale reason uh there's a lot of divisiveness among us uh african communities all over the world and by african communities i mean people who call africa their home regardless uh of how many generations they've not existed on mainland africa but they have the ancestry in africa so you're an african even if you're a mixed afro-asia afro-europe uh, even if you're Afro-American, African-American, or Afro-Arab, whichever, because we are so many, and we are tending not to use our power uh, to cause unity, and therefore we can't make decisions that benefit our communities overall. So, some of the reasons why African unity seems to be a problem one of those is the the idea of diversity ethnic diversity we are the most diverse people in the whole world in my country alone uganda we have about over 56 ethnicities original ethnicities ethnicities could round up to about 45 but that's already too much given to the size of a country like Uganda and that's just Uganda then you have Congo then you have Nigeria then you have uh, Ghana then you have South Africa you have Lesotho Namibia Zimbabwe to mention but a few many other countries with deep ethnicities so this idea that we are many but different has taunted us for a long time it has dawned on us that we have failed to unite behind a common cause which is the general preservation of africa 
the general preservation of African communities all over the world. And this is a this is a difficult thing to do. Because all of us in our different states or different shoes in my perspectives are working towards self-preservation. In the idea of self-preservation, we are neglecting the idea that we need each other to stand and uh, help each other survive through this. Um, the thing that I want to focus on is the origins of most of our conflicts are external. The idea of coexistence or existence in Africa was not strange. I think we are some of the people, the earlier civilizations, that were used to the idea of existing with people who are different from us or people who believe in things that we don't really believe in. But we were comfortable knowing that we had neighbors who were not exactly like us. And this idea was from understanding the social, political and culture side of everything in Africa. We knew that if the village was on fire, we had to first set out the fire, put out the fire, and then uh, communicate later on about our differences or even fight about our differences. But we first had to run and save ourselves first. You know, the role of ethnic, ethnic multiplicity in intrastate conflicts is widely debated. And why am I saying this? Many people, when, when, when they look at the geopolitical state of Africa at large, it's confusing. I will not talk about North Africa because that seems to be a whole big whitewash. There was, uh, before we even go to Sudan and Egypt, originally these were black-owned countries before the invasion of Arabs. And we, when you look at the history of North Africa, it was ruled and controlled by the Nubians. If you didn't know that, do your research, read into it. But there was a great... Uh, ethnic cleansing in North Africa that saw the wiping out of many, many black people. And apparently, very few people raised their voices to talk about what happened in North Africa. Because the surviving black Africa that we know as we know it is always backpedaling because of the constant pressure from the international communities, because of the constant pressure from the different ideologies that seem to focus on uh, infiltrating Africa and relentlessly applying pressure on the African social, economic and political systems. So how does Africa survive? How do we survive? Even amidst all this bad history, amidst all the confusion, how does Africa then survive? The answer is simple. Simple and complex at the same time. Why do I say that? In all the history of the world, we have been carried to all the parts of the world. Some were taken as slaves. Some were... Uh, we, some willingly migrated to other countries. And we've caused a great 
number or it has become a big deal when it comes to afro diversity the people in the diaspora the african diaspora mainly you have the caribbeans you have uh, europe you have mention mention it all i'm very sure there is an african living in iceland i'm told it's not as cold but it just sounds cold you know iceland just sounds cold but anyway that's i digress so the idea that we are everywhere in the world but cannot seem to connect ourselves to each other so we can have the same thinking can be addressed on the level of first of all forming afro communities we need to form communities wherever we are these communities should then unite or they should connect in in all possible ways the idea of unity should be on the common interest of self-preservation listen right now we are fighting a losing battle and why do i say this we are at the masses of people who tend to take us for granted the history of this world is very clear the interests of afro people will never be advanced partially because the world is envious of who we are partially because the world does not understand how we still are surviving up to now you've read all the agendas to annihilate or to make sure that we are extinct by certain uh, years but we have managed to reproduce grow bigger and expand so now we need to take back our social political spiritual uh, and economic systems how are we going to do that this is by forming communities communities that are well planned out with clear-cut plans clear-cut action plans let's stop uh, appointing leaders who are serving colonialists and then we get trapped into afro-colonialism because they still have to try and serve the ideas of other people i've spoken about ubuntu uh, I've spoken about unity in in Africa and I, I keep telling the people that I talk to or address on a political or social level and I tell them that there is no way an African can survive in a world where they are alone because Africans were not meant to be alone. That's why you easily identify with people who look like you, who feel the things that you feel and people who you can associate to it's just human but other people have used that as a way of creating threats and cowing back down and then later on arming themselves to fight against africans even when we've not provoked any kind of war but anyway afro unity is going to serve us on a very big scale why do i say that when it comes to being resourceful africa is known to be the most gifted continent in the whole world you can argue about it you can have whatever you want to say uh it's known you also know it maybe you just don't want to believe it imagine if all these communities were connected to mainland africa and every time all these community need, communities needed help or needed resources, Africa is in position to support them because these are 
Africans, but just in a different location. Imagine uh, in the case of George Floyd, uh, who was brutally murdered, and imagine if all the Afro communities or the African Union at that stood and gave ultimatums to certain governments, even to the US, and said, look, this is the idea. We're tired of the way you're treating our people. We want you to constitute this and this and this, or else there's no business. But we don't have that bargaining chip. Because guess what? We've sold off all our resources. We've given off all our power, economic placement. We are really poorly placed, even when we have everything that it takes to be well placed. What does that take? Selfless leadership. Take a deep breath. As an African, as a black person, I am already thinking what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, that sounds like a dream. That sounds like one of those dreams that uh, Martin Luther King had when he said, I have a dream. But think about it on a logical, from a logical perspective. Think about it from the idea that if we are to survive, we need people who can manage, grow, multiply resources. We can talk about creating wealth, but wealthy people do not need to create wealth. Wealthy people need to manage wealth and multiply it. That's why I'm telling you, Africa is wealthy. That's a shocking perspective for you. Africa is a wealthy continent. As an African or as an Afro person, wherever you are, you need to grind that into your thick skull. Understand it, that you come from a wealthy background. You come from a rich people. But how come you're living poorly? Because your resources have been stolen, poorly managed and handled. Not just by the people that we want to call colonizers, or colonialists no even as we played a very good role at spoiling and selling our own resources recent a case a case that i can clearly point out is how we have tried to break away from the idea of colonialism and most of the african leaders in african mainland have deliberately sold off to the worst deals when it comes to uh, collaborating with China and Russia and all other countries. How does that place us? So even as, as communities, we now have to start looking inside ourselves. We have to start thinking about how are we going to survive. Africa should not be a place that is fighting for food security. We have some in not not even some we have the most fertile land you can literally grow food that can sustain the whole world when it comes to africa africa has enough gold to sustain the world lithium mention all these things diamonds africa is deeply rooted in these resources we own this stuff we have everything that the world needs to survive but we are the only people that are doing a bad job at thriving. 
So what do we do then? How do we move from there to here? Number one, I talked about the communities. We need to focus on good leadership. Good leadership is not questionable. If you want people or if you want a community that is going to move from one place to another place, you need to have leadership that has a vision that is focusing on availing the the services, availing the resources and giving people a fighting or a surviving chance. It's that simple. Without proper leadership, without well-targeted or well-focused leadership, Africa is going to remain the same story. It is and it has always been a battleground for other people. And guess who the victims are? The casualties of war will always be the Africans. When China comes and is fighting for gold or Russia comes and is fighting for gold, they are fighting in Africa and we end up suffering for this. So I'm going to tell you that without proper leadership, proper African leadership, we are doomed. What does proper African leadership look like? From my perspective, it has to be made by Africans for Africans. Sounds a little bit cliche, but think about it. How can you lead people you cannot relate to? How can you lead people whose passion you do not share in? Look at a country like the United States. It has been built on our labor. All these countries have been built on free labor. Go to the Netherlands, free labor from African slaves. We've given them a go, but they cannot give us a break. So what is our way forward? Let's focus on Africa. Let's focus on our communities. Let's build communities. Wherever we are in the world, we need to build communities. Communities that will call for unity. Communities that will give safety to our children and our families communities that will ensure economic survival communities that will allow us to invest money and reap the profits communities that will protect us wherever we are let's focus on survival let's focus on self-preservation in its diversity in all the diverse forms of self-preservation that you can ever think about so apart from proper leadership i will not go into the african curse of corruption (laughs) because that is another rant that will take about i don't know how long uh, for me to, to to talk into it we need to go back to thinking to ourselves reflecting within ourselves What is leadership? Am I providing any form of leadership that I can provide in my community? Then that brings me to the basic, the African family. The African family has been under attack for as long as you can remember and I can remember. We are constantly bombarded by these new ideologies 
we're constantly bombarded with these new perspectives about how savage our culture is how uh, unrealistic our culture is yes i stand for equal rights for everyone don't get me wrong i believe in everyone's rights to be themselves and live their own lives but i also love the idea of preserving respecting my culture westernization has come to africa and has told us that we are worshiping the wrong god that our gods are evil that our gods will cause death and they have a darkness inside them while they wield a sword behind us and cut down our brothers and sisters and what have we done waved our hands clapped for them and said your god is the best god in fact he even says do not kill but after all if you're killing in god's name then that's okay no it's not okay no it's not okay if african people cannot realize that all the means that have been sold to us have caused a certain form of delusion they have put us in a place of losing our identity as individuals as families as communities then we can't move away from that first step let's liberate our minds let's liberate the african mind let's liberate the african soul let's change the education systems in africa from south africa to north africa from east to west let's wipe out all the colonial important education for all those that come from uganda and we're still using the old british way of studying that was meant for factory workers to produce people that do just say yes and do not question then you wonder why the elite uh the land friends or the land people in uganda cannot even raise a voice to say that is corruption this is wrong and this is right because the education system they received tells them to say yes after years years of brainwash how can you expect people to stand up and speak up against oppression yet they've been raised and educated to say yes to oppression let's liberate our minds that's the beginning of the freedom of africa liberating our minds that's your personal responsibility for in whatever perspective you think about it restore your mind now that takes me to the next thing we have to redefine what we call spirituality for africans spirituality is a big thing i don't know if you know it i don't know if you understand it but if we do not understand how important spirituality is for african people then we are doomed connecting to our spirits and our souls connecting to our world has always been the african way that is why africa is still one of the most sustainable continents to date with the less with less pol- pollution more fresh water than other parts of the world until recently when we've started importing and trying to go into the industrial uh industrial pressure of manufacturing and polluting our environments just like all the other 
continents have already spoiled their own environments. But that's a topic for another day. So restoring African unity from a physical, spiritual, social, uh, intellectual, administrative, all these perspectives, the political perspective, we have to start thinking about the ideas that serve our people. At the moment, people are talking about let's unite as one world and, and see things together. We can't see things together the way the other worlds or the other countries are seeing them. Why? If you stole my gold, I cannot reason with you until you give it back. If you killed my brothers, I cannot reason with you until you apologize for that or until you pay atonement, you make an atonement for that. Oh, the countries that are telling they want to give aid to Africa, the US for example, why don't you begin giving aid and helping the African-American communities first if you really care about Africans? The only reason why they will care about Africa is because you have the gold. So now they bring a project to show you that they care about you, but what they're looking for is the gold behind you. These are deep facts. And it's the real truth. Ideologically, if you think about it, you say you care for black people, right? Why can't you help the nearest black person in your community? Then you fly miles away to come and help me, the person that you don't know. Isn't that a sign of hypocrisy? Think about it. That's for you to think about. So, let's try, as Afro people, to break these obstacles, these barriers. We have our own barriers like poor, like corruption. We have our own barrier like Afro-colonialism. In this age and era, our own governments are still shooting down people on the streets because people are speaking up against corruption. In this age and era, we still have ballot boxes that are disappearing. In this age and era, we are still having children abducted by terrorists. Yet our governments are investing a lot of money in military machinery, but they do not fight to defend their own people. In this age and era, all the economic power is being given away to the so-called investors who are hell-bent on one thing, profit repatriation. We give them money, they take it home. They do not reinvest that money in our economies. Why then don't we give these opportunities to our own people who will get, the, get richer, but the money will still stay within our countries? Think about this. I need to clear my, my perspective. I'm not against companies or, or corporations investing in Africa. I'm not against that. I'm against the idea that you should carry all the profits out of the country. Leave. You want to leave a dead horse and you just want to keep beating this dead horse until it is dead for the third time. That is not helping. So we also have to start being wise and signing the right deals as Africans. We have to start signing the right information on those papers. If, if let's say 
sony wants to invest in your country or let's say whatever whatever uh shell um shell yeah shell <sighs> don't get me started already uh <laughs> let's say oh let me just try and be nice and say coca-cola okay let's say coca-cola wants to invest in your country so okay it's a good deal uh this is what we're going to do this is what we expect from you but 70 percent of these jobs or 85 percent of these jobs will go to the local africans you only bring in expatriates to train the africans and when they're done training these africans our people you go they leave the country it's the same thing that will be done to you in europe it's the same thing that will be done to you in the americas if you're an african extra uh, extra expatriate they are going to throw you out of the country in the name of a working visa. As I conclude today, therefore, this topic is broad, but I just wanted to throw some light on it. We have to change and switch our mindset and start thinking about African unity. It's the biggest cha- fighting chance that we have. It's the biggest fighting opportunity that we have. Building Afro-communities, empowering these afro communities and making sure that we stay on course thank you for listening in and i pray that you have a good week i pray that you are focusing on developing yourself your family stay safe and we're looking forward to the new year i pray that you are giving yourself the right state of mind to begin a new year and focus on making your life better and your communities stronger and better. Thank you and see you or tune in, listening.